Hey there, I'm Neha Gandhi, COO of Girlboss, and you're listening to another episode of Mentor Memos. We couldn't be more excited to partner with Tresemme on this podcast, because like us, Tresemme understands the current system just wasn't built with women in mind. But we can all move forward when we provide women with the tools that they need to become the leaders our world so desperately needs. Up ahead, we've got an incredible conversation with the one and only Ali Maki and Sonia Resula. You might know Ali from her role as Jess Cato on the hilarious TBS show Wrecked. But she's also the founder of Asian American Girl Club, an apparel company that aims to redefine what it means to be an Asian American woman today. And joining Ali is her mentor, Sonia Resula, the founder and CEO of Unique Markets a very cool company that helps designers, artists, and emerging brands sell their products. Stay tuned to hear Ali and Sonia discuss their friendship, how they initially connected over DM, and how they're building communities that really help other women advance. Here's our conversation. Sonia Rasua and Ali Maki, welcome to Mentor Memos. We're so excited to have you. So excited. Thank you for saying my last name correctly. I appreciate that very much. (laughs) Sonia, we're so excited to have you. You are an incredible founder and you run this incredible business, Unique Markets. You're the CEO and you're really changing the retail landscape and have been someone that I think everyone that I know in LA certainly, but in retail and fashion knows about and looks up to. So can you first tell us a little bit about the work that you do? Yeah, 11 years ago, I started something called Unique Markets. And honestly, I think like so many other entrepreneurs, I was trying to solve a problem. I had all my favorite stores in Los Angeles, which were literally across the city from one another. And I was trying to buy some presents for my best friend. And I was having to go from Eagle Rock all the way to Santa Monica. And for those who don't know Los Angeles, that's very far. It's probably like an hour and a half in traffic, maybe two hours. (laughs) And so I was sitting there stuck in traffic and I was frustrated. And I thought to myself, why isn't there an event or an experience where lots and lots of people are set up to sell their products? So I could walk into a space and buy everything from clothing to jewelry to makeup to shoes And I used to be a journalist. I used to be on TV, had no event experience. But if there's one thing that a journalist can do is they can research the heck out of anything. So I did my due diligence in researching what else was out there. There was nothing. There was only like Ed Hardy sample sales. (laughs) This is like, this is prime era of like, Ed Hardy and, like, uh, Juicy Couture Velour sweatsuits. Absolutely. That's 11, 12 years ago. 100%. This was Los Angeles. And so I thought, you know what? That's not the L.A. I know. It's filled with great design and art and artisanship. And so I decided to create this business. I used my retirement savings to do it. I did not look for investment. At the time, I didn't realize investment was even an option because I don't think entrepreneurship was cool back then. Now it is. But yeah, so I took a a leap of faith on myself and I started the markets and from day one, it was profitable. So we're here also with a woman that you're mentoring, Ali Mackey. And I would love for you to tell us a little bit about 
who Allie is through your eyes. Oh my God, I love oh this. Oh my gosh. <gasps> this is so cute. Are you nervous? <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> well, so Allie is an amazing woman. To me, I feel like I've got like stars in my eyes because what we do is so different. And it's a world that I dabbled in, but really, like, I did TV. Allie is an actress, like a film actress. For me, I was just when she contacted me, or did, or did I contact you? I think you, I think you DM'd me. I DM'd you. Yeah. See, the story, this, you guys are going to hear a great story. And that's why I freaked out. And oh instantly, my gosh. Like, oh, that's my right. Gosh. I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I reached out to her because I became obsessed <laughs> with her. And that sounds really scary. I know. I'm like, not me. Not Not, me. Not in a scary way. (laughs) I just became obsessed in a light, fun way. But yeah, so I reached out and I just like love all the work that she's done. And to be perfectly honest, like she's another strong Asian female lead. And I was just intrigued. And I found out about, more importantly, her new startup company, Asian American Girls Club. And that's what I was really, really excited about. And so I reached out to her and she's just funny, smart, talented, beautiful, and apparently has the best laugh in the business. And (laughs) like not me saying this, I'm not joking. I think people are like, Allie has the best laugh and it's totally true. So that's my description. You guys didn't tell me I was going to cry on this podcast today. Thank goodness I'm wearing my waterproof mascara. Look, there's a Kleenex box. I feel like yeah, that's, that's why they're there. It happens. Planned. It does happen. Right next to the beautiful roses. <laughs> this is amazing. I think, Ali, I'd love to hear a little bit first from you about Asian American Girls Club. What is it? How did you conceive of it? What do you want it to be? Gosh, Asian American Girl Club. It, it was really just an idea that was born out of my lifelong journey through being in the industry. I was 14 when I was scouted from my hometown in Seattle. And I ended up moving that summer to LA and I lived in this kid actor house with all these other kids from around the country. And I was always the only Asian American girl, of course. And I really, this industry really raised me. I don't know if it always wanted me in a sense, but it definitely raised me. And I was able to have my journey in L.A. and and see what it was like to work in TV and film. And it's been a long road. I mean, if you talk about when I was 14, there was really not very many roles for women that look like me. I mean, it was pretty much you were the sidekick or you were the girl with one line or you were there to help the other characters kind of push their, their story forward. And through all that, it was always just there would only be one Asian person in a project if you're lucky. I mean, that's like if you are lucky, there'll be one one Asian girl in a project. Definitely not two. So I feel like in growing up in audition rooms, we would stay away from each other, the the Asian women. And it was very just divided. And I spent a lot of my time just trying to figure out why, why that is. Why do we stay away from each other instead of like holding each other close and empowering each other? And I, I really do believe that it was part of that industry kind of in, our, in the back of our minds saying, well, there can only be one of you. So, you know, like the Hunger Games, like beat each other out for it. 
And after years and years of that kind of mentality of, of not knowing my Asian American sisters, not knowing the other women that look and have the same background as me, I, I was really just so sad about it. And I wanted to find a way for us to connect with each other because it seemed like the most logical and most powerful and wonderful thing that we could do. And it was kind of the last thing that hadn't been done in our community. It was, I feel like in the last couple of years, we've done really great things if, when, if building community, but female specifically, I feel that was one thing that hadn't been done yet. And I wanted to be able to have a space for us to connect with each other. And that's with Sonia. I mean, the magic of it is is just incredible to me because we had launched it, like I said, like in my living room with no plan of anything. I was just like, I don't know what this is, but I have this idea in my head and I'm super, super scared to do it. I don't know what it is. I'm just going to launch an Instagram. And I swear the next morning, we launched it like 10 at night because I was I was terrified. And I was like, you guys, I can't do this. And my fiance and my friend Amanda, they were like, just launch it and see what happens. So we launched it like 10 p.m. at night. The next morning, I swear to you, there was emails, our inbox was flooded with DMs and messages from girls all over the country. They were writing dissertations. Like I have to show you guys like screen caps of, they've written like full on college essays of their experiences. And it was almost as if I had written it. It was the exact same words on identity and in that moment I was like oh my goodness I I need to do something with this and so it's it's all been an organic process of kind of these women leading it them organically telling me and showing me where it should go leading me to women like Sonia which was actually through Michelle Lee the editor-in-chief of Allure magazine who was one of our first supporters and uh, that that's how Sonia kind of found her and came in the DMs. <laughs> and that's been the most thing, amazing thing is with Instagram is you can DM anyone no matter where they are in the country. And it, most of the time they respond and it's just this beautiful interchange. So yeah, that's kind of... That's so cool. And so what happened next? Like, Sonia, you send the DM and you, <laughs> Allie, are like, cool. I literally <laughs> have it. So in all caps, she goes, OMG, how did I not know about this? Yes, with a bunch of emojis. And she goes, is there enough time for me to rep AAGC on Tuesday, Chinese New Year? I can come by and pick something up. And I was like, girl, it's Allie. just saw this. I know it's Tuesday. Do you want to grab coffee and I can bring you the merch? And and then from there, we just met up like two days later. We went for breakfast. Yeah. And what was that breakfast like? Yeah, it was amazing. So, like, I guess it was supposed to be coffee, but then it was breakfast, and then, then we just like kept talking, brunch. and then, yeah, we <laughs> kept going. And I think during that breakfast, which which is so interesting to me, because I was just like, oh, I'm going to go pick up, like, a shirt or a hat or something that I can wear, <laughs> connect, but, like, you know, I'm not going to, like, spend a lot of time. We spent so much time together at that cafe. Yeah. Um, I drove out to the valley for Allie. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and the first meeting was really amazing because, and I don't know how the conversation like ebbed and flowed to the point of us getting into our heritage, but that is when I think light bulbs started going off in my head. She wanted to know all about the markets and what I did and how I do them. And I was realizing, oh, she could be a good candidate to sell at the markets. Like she's got this new company. They have t-shirts and hats and toques which is a beanie in America, but okay, in Canada. I was like, what did you say? <laughs> I, it comes out, it comes out, and I forget. So, toque is a beanie. I love that. Canadian. That. So cool. <laughs> so, she's right. She had, like, a very small product line, but, like, super 
impactful. And so from someone who's worked with like 10,000 small businesses at this point, I already saw the story and the merch that she was creating. And I was like, there's legs here. But through talking with her at that breakfast, I started to realize we have so many commonalities in the Asian American experience, which is, I think, what most Asian Americans probably experience, which is like, where do we fit in? How do we fit in? And so we just bonded a lot over those things. And I started to get ideas for like a conference or bigger picture ways that we could help and impact our community of Asian American women specifically. And we're still thinking about those things. But it was just such a great conversation of like, finally, there's someone else who has had this experience. Because for me, most of my friends during childhood were white. And then I moved to Canada and they to a small town, I should say, in Canada, because Toronto is like the most diversity in the world. But I moved to a very small town where there was no one else that looked like me. And so I had the exact experience that I think Allie had. Yeah. And I think what is so interesting is how quickly we were able to get on that level of just such a like I felt like I'd known you for years. And yeah. that is what I think is the most special thing about meeting other women who come from the same background or look like you. It's like you instantly feel that connection that like no one else can really feel like I just got you instantly. And I felt like you understood me and my heart and where I was coming from too. And my, and my, the struggles and just, just everything of not feeling like we really fit in anywhere. And, and we're trying to figure it out as we went. And I also think, I don't know if you knew this, but like I was very nervous because it was my first foray into like the entrepreneurial women. Like, you know, like I'm an actress, so I wanted to get into that world. But I was just I was very nervous. I was like, you know, is this going to be formal? Like, what do I say? Like and we are we're similar in that I grew up with um, only brothers. So I didn't have any sisters growing up and I barely had that many female friends, let alone any Asian female friends. So when we sat down to talk, I was just like, I don't know what to expect. And the way that it happened, it was so empowering because I was it really helped me get over that fear of like you you just are a woman that has forged your own path and it's wonderful and beautiful and you're not afraid to you weren't afraid to be vulnerable with me which I thought was the coolest part and you never have been afraid to show how hard it is and that it's not always perfect and just showing the struggles that come every day of like you didn't have time to change your shoes today and like I get that because we all are like that you know it's like yeah I'm in the I'm in the car, like, putting on my eyelashes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, like, super important. It's, like, a passion of mine just to, you know, when I speak at all of these conferences and I try to be as honest as possible on social media about, like, removing the veil of entrepreneurship because I think that over the last few years there's been this really interesting media archetype of, like, a female entrepreneur, and it's, like... I don't know. There's so many stereotypes and none of them, I think, really show that it's like it's really hard if you're a solopreneur, like if you are a founder, you don't have a co-founder. It's really lonely and you're going to have a lot of big decisions to make, constant like conflict of do you spend time with friends and family or do you put all of your energy and attention into like the side hustle that eventually becomes the full time hustle like there's all of that going on, and I just think that, like, especially with Instagram and Pinterest and all of the, like, beautiful imagery out there, the realness of what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur gets, like, hidden with, like, the gloss of, like, standing in front of a photo wall. 
Yeah. And it's somehow it's like we're also like we're talking about how hard we're working and how hard we're hustling. But that's become this like sort of mantle of honor as well. Right. right. Like totally. It's glamorous, but it's not. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I think I could relate to that so much because it's the same thing with TV film. You know, I grew up on sets and everyone's like, what is it like to, you know, be on there? And then when people come to visit, they're like, oh, this is not this is very boring. And this is a long and it's like, yeah, it's 16 hours, basically just sitting here until they call you and then go, go, go. And then sit, sit around for a while and people just touching you and hair and make all these things, you know, it's not the glamorous thing. So it's cool to see it through your eyes of that this entrepreneurial world is very similar. You know, it's, it's really just put your head down and do work and there's gonna be good and there's gonna be bad and hard times along the way. But that's kind of what I learned from you first off. It feels like there's one really notable difference between what I'm hearing from you about the entertainment world and sort of entrepreneurship and this relationship you guys have formed. Because, Ali, something you said earlier about being in auditions and not really connecting to the other Asian American women there because the industry is functioning on quotas. Like, you actually know that there's only one seat at the table. There's not an opportunity to say, maybe there could be three Asian American women right. in this cast. Yeah. They're, like Those roles are already written versus sort of what you guys are both building now. There's endless opportunity for women to bring each other up together rather than competing. Yes, absolutely. And that is why I feel like my friendship with Sonia was so powerful was I did feel this sense of lonesomeness from working as an actress, it is a very lonely path. It's very just you yourself and your in your thoughts. Most of the time you're sitting in a trailer completely by yourself. You're in the chair, you know, with trying to just remember your lines and then you get on set and it, you're playing a character, which is amazing. It's all very fun. But then you go back and you go to your trailer and you go home, you know, and there's not a lot of interaction of collaboration like what can we do beyond this and I always felt that yearning like what else can I do and how else can I connect with people and I felt this like kind of this like hole in my heart of there was just something missing and through all of this you're right it has been my whole mind has been open to the the capabilities of what we can do and that's why we say our our slogan our, our tagline basically is be undefinable it's like no one can put you in any box or define you in any possible way it's you can do anything and be anything you want and and through all of this that really has kind of opened my eyes to the the possibilities are endless jeez <laughs> So good. So good. So good. Makes me, I'm like just listening to you. I'm like, yes. I'm like so happy and motivated. I'm and so like happy too. Proud in a weird way. I'm like, oh God. I don't know if I can, can I say that? Like Sonia reached out to me and was like, I would love for you to be at Unique Markets because I think what you're doing is amazing and people should know about it. And she's like, I'd love to just give you a spot. And when she texted me that, I mean, she doesn't have to do that. And I think to me it just meant so much because no one had ever kind of reached out their hand to me in that way of like, I want to help you. Like, I want to support you. I think we're so used to doing everything on our own all the time, especially especially me. I'm a Capricorn, so I'm very like, oh, no, I got this. Like, I don't want to ask for help. And for her to just reach out and give that help, even though I wasn't asking for it, I think was so beautiful. I mean, this is... you. <laughs> I like you can't make a better like picture of like what a mentee sitting here just it's like a very interesting experience to have like to hear someone actually talk about the impact 
of just like reaching out to you. And honestly, it just like listening to you now makes me so excited and happy and like has helped like rejuvenate me because like 11 years in, my God, it's like you really, there are days when you're just like, should I keep going? It's been <laughs> like, I never worked for anyone for more than two and a half years. And so like, I would just like get headhunted and go to the next job and next job. And so like for me, 11 years in, it's like sometimes it's hard to find inspiration, but listening to you now just really helps put everything into perspective because I think the word that I'd love to use here is empowerment. And like, I can see what impact you can have on just one person by empowering them. And it's that simple, like empowering someone and saying, I believe in you. Let's do this. There might be mistakes. You're not going to know how to make a sign for the booth. Like she was out on Instagram being like, who knows how to make a sign? Like, you know, (laughs) like that's it. And it's like just you figure it out as you go. But like to give to offer someone else in the world a sense of empowerment, I think, is one of the biggest things that we can all do because you're then having an impact on that person's life and they are then going to have an impact on countless numbers within their lives. And so just like listening to it just gave me chills because I was just like, this is what it's about. You know, it's not like having the giant big house. I mean, I would love a giant big house, not having the fanciest car or the nicest purse, which I just Instagrammed about yesterday, as you know. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. It's really not about having that purse. It's about, I believe, having an impact and creating a legacy in the world. Like, that's it. And so if I can do that with people, I know Allie now is going to impact, empower, and inspire all of her following. And that's how we grow a better world. Like, this is it. Yeah, I totally (laughs) agree with you. And I feel reciprocity is contagious. I feel like once you feel this feeling, you just want to give it to someone else. And I think with AAGC, it was like, that's what the shirts were were for us is we, it was like a hand reaching out, like what Sonia did. It was like a DM in your inbox of like, hey, I got you girl. And that was my initial thing was based upon that act of kindness, that interchange. I was like, you know what? I'm going to send this shirt to every single woman that I know that I don't know because we should know each other. And it's that kind of first like hand reaching out saying like, hey, I got you. Like I support you from afar. You don't know me, but let's do this. And it's been amazing that even if they were a little bit shy at first, they'll they will come back and they will hold that hand. And I don't know, it's just so beautiful. Like you said, it creates this incredible web of reciprocity and just kindness. I love that you're both thinking about it as this ripple effect, right? Sonia, you're not just thinking about the impact you're having on Allie, but you know the impact Allie's going to have on other women. Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful. It really like sort of weaves this network of women that like all have each other's backs. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. And it was through, we mentioned before, Michelle Lee, the editor of Allure, yes. is a friend of mine. And it was, she was the one who introduced me. Asian American Girls Club. So it just shows how like we really are all connected and you're usually only one person away from someone that you want to get in touch with or get to know. Yeah. We're like two degrees of separation from each other. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) We've been talking a lot about how we can all move forward in our journeys and go after what we want in life. A few things can help us get there, like developing the right skill sets and having a strong support system in place. Another key to the equation, for me anyway, is looking and feeling great, because that's when I feel like I'm putting my best foot forward. 
One small but quick way that we can look our best is with a quick touch of hairspray. To be honest, for a long time, I didn't touch the stuff. From what I remember from my teen years, it was so sticky and intense, and it left my hair so awkwardly stiff. But things have changed in a big way since those days of feathered bangs, and I'm thrilled to report that there have been some major developments in hairspray, thanks to our friends at Tresemme, who helped make Mentor Memos possible. The new Tresemme Compressed Micro Mist Hairspray is so incredibly lightweight that you feel like you're hardly wearing anything at all. And it still holds your hair in place all day, like a champ. Not to mention, the Tresemme Compressed Micro Mist also utilizes half the gas of other hairsprays, which means that it comes in a much sleeker, smaller, slimmer bottle. Plus, it smells pretty amazing. To find out more about Tresemme's incredible line of products, visit tresemme.com. That's T-R-E-S-E-M-M-E.com. Okay, now back to the show. And I think something that we hear a lot is like, oh, like I could send like DMs to my heroes or I could send these cold emails, but I'm a little scared. I even have like an ask formulated, but I'm afraid Mm -hmm. to send it. And I'm wondering how each of you guys thinks about that. Like, what's the advice you have to those people to overcome the fear? Of sending the... Of sending the ask. Of, like, just oh my putting God. it out oh, of the I, I, Yes. I'm go. like, oh, we both have a lot to say about this <laughs> yeah, one. Go ahead. I, okay, so here's the thing. First, to all of those people listening who are nervous or scared, have written something and it's just sitting there on their phones in their notes or something, <laughs> it's like... Just send it because the worst thing that can happen is that you never hear back, right? It's true. That's no better than where you were before. So put it out there. Put it out there into the world. But I will also give some very specific advice because I get a lot of these DMs. (laughs) I feel like for someone who is very, very busy, and I think that sometimes people don't understand how truly busy entrepreneurs are. So if you're reaching out to someone, I feel like, A, you need to be really aware of their time and the ask. And so I get a lot of kind of cold calls and cold emails and DMs where they're like, can I please take you out for coffee? Or, you know, and I have to say, from a workload perspective, that is really hard because it means I have to leave my office and my team and go meet you for coffee. And then by the time we do that, and by the time I get back, we're looking at a couple hours. And to be perfectly honest, that's really hard. But I want to help as many people as possible. So I really love when people do have a specific ask. Instead of asking for like the coffee thing or taking me out to lunch, it's like, oh, I, you know, that's going to be really hard. But if you want to ask me a question or two that's very specific, tailored to your business, Show me your website. Give me your Instagram. Let me spend five minutes really analyzing what you're doing and truly answering that question. Like, I do that all day long. If people approach me and they're like, hey, I've got this small line and I just can't seem to scale, can you just visit my website and take a minute of your time to let me know if there's anything I could be doing better? That is so much easier for me to respond to because I can take a minute to look at someone's website and say like, oh, well, first of all, it's chaotic, 
Like I go to the homepage and it's all over the place. Your navigation, why is it so hard for me to shop? Like I can actually give real feedback that will have a real impact on their business as opposed to let's go for coffee for half an hour, you know, and just talk. I think that's way more valuable. So it's like, don't be nervous and scared. Do it. Be aware of the person's time that you're asking for help from. And then honestly, just give like a very direct question that they can answer like easily. Yeah. Less can I pick your brain more. Exactly. Something specific. Right. Like I don't need my brain picked. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm happy to (laughs) give you. (laughs) Let me keep my brain, but I'm happy to give you a couple real valuable nuggets. Yeah. That was so helpful. (laughs) Allie, I know you had some ideas and thoughts here as well. Yeah, I think mine goes (laughs) to a place of I was, growing up, I was the most incredibly shy person you could think of. Like, I would not speak really to anyone outside of my family. I was like very, very quiet, very, very shy. And the only place that I found comfort was being on stage. So I think that is why I ended up being a performer. But a lot of people don't know that I'm I'm incredibly shy and especially in the world of women because I did not have much experience in it. Like like I said, growing up with only brothers, it was like you're basically just getting like poked and punched. And that was kind of my world of how I um, interacted as a kid and then not having that many female friends growing up. So it is very uncomfortable for me. And it was a place that I was not confident at all in myself. Like what I said of meeting you for the first time you probably wouldn't know it, but I was just so nervous. It's just not in my wheelhouse. And I think that in itself, I always like look deep and I'm like, Allie, I think that's why the person that needed this the most was you. You were the person that needed Asian American Girl Club the most. And, and it's so true. And that's kind of what I want to say to anyone out there is like, if you feel like you are not that person, you are. You just have to do it. it. It's not like I woke up and I was like, hey, I'm feeling I'm empowered. And it's like, no, I was the person that needed this the most. I needed the most support. I needed the most confidence. I needed to meet and connect with these women the most. And that is why in my like deepest heart of hearts of why I felt like I had to start this. So I think what all I can say is is just do just keep doing and doing and doing even if you're afraid like push through the fear and just keep going because every time you get stronger and stronger like I I sit here and I'm like I can't believe right now like I (laughs) I can't believe that I'm sitting here with Sonia and it's only because I really took that first step of saying I don't know what this is but I know that if I take a leap of faith like people will come and they will help me and they will support and it's so true um and I think we're entering that age of of we all do want to help each other. And it's like, why would I go to a dude for help when I could go to you ladies who, you know, like who get me like truly through and through. So that's what I would say is it's, is it's not going to be easy, but just go for it. It's so nice to have a support system that's rooted in shared experiences, right? Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to explain all this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> We've talked a lot about confronting fear and sort of walking through fear and just doing the thing and I'd love to hear your best advice to anyone who's listening for confronting their own fear oh my goodness so if I can be real for a minute one of the reasons why I did start Asian American Girl Club was I was at this point where I had a couple of companies that were reaching out to start a company with me and I remember I was so excited and I went into this company sat in this big boardroom. I was at the very end of the table and I'm just sitting there waiting and 
all of a sudden, this very male dominant energy walks in as the CEO and puts he places himself at the head of the table. And instantly, I just felt my whole body just loose. Like I felt like I had lost all control and power in my body. My voice was getting lower. And we went through the meeting. And after that, he had said basically he wanted to take basically complete ownership of everything that I did, everything that I created, that they would basically own it. And I would only get a very, very tiny percentage that would freak you out if I told you. And in that moment, I just I felt so completely powerless. It was like my whole journey of being here, of always being told that you're basically the sidekick. You're basically not worth anything. You're basically there to support somebody else's journey. And I think it was just one of those fork in the road moments. I, I just had this aha moment of like, this is not it. This is not it. This is not the road for me of someone completely taking my power in this way. And I decided to go the opposite way. And that night was when I started Asian American Girl Club with other female, wonderful Asian American women that are multifaceted and so completely talented. They have so many talents. They're completely undefinable, as we talked about. And it's led me to where I am now. And I just say it is the best decision I ever made in my life of not signing away my power. That very same night. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sonia, what about you? <sighs> okay. So I think the best advice that I have for facing fear or getting over that hump maybe, I think is to trust your gut because I really believe that every single one of us has a unique voice. And it sounds totally cheesy to use the word unique since my company is <laughs> yeah, unique markets. It's so hard Woo. to not, I'm like, what other word can I use? But honestly, every single person, we all have absolutely unique thumbprints. Like your fingerprints are 100% unique to you. No one on earth will ever have the same fingerprint. Like that is cool. that's mind-boggling. So if you think about that and the universe, it's like no one is ever going to have your voice ever, ever. And so you have to use it. And whether you choose to use it by becoming an entrepreneur, whether you use it by working for another amazing company and doing amazing work, Whatever your journey is going to be, you have to write it. No one else can write your journey except for you. And I think too many people let their fear get in the way and let other people's opinions get in the way. And so if you're out there and you've got an idea and you've got a big heart and you're ready to do the hard work of like putting your voice out there, you cannot let fear get in the way. So trust your gut, listen to your own voice and use it. And can I say one more thing to add to that? <laughs> oh, based upon what you said, I, I always like to think backwards. I always look to today and I said, if I hadn't made that choice or if I hadn't confronted my fear, where would I be now? None of this would have happened. I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys right yeah. now if I had said, oh, I'm too scared to create Asian American Girl Club. And then it's like, wait, oh, none of this amazing things would have happened. So I like to think backwards. If I If I hadn't made that choice, I wouldn't be here right now. So... That's kind of a fun way to do it, too. Now that you've gotten to know Allie and Sonia and their relationship a little bit better, here are a few questions they had for each other. Sonia, what are some of the institutionalized challenges you face as an entrepreneur? Well, there's lots. <laughs> yeah. I think the number one is money. In the last two years, so many amazing 
funds have been started for female entrepreneurs. It like it's so amazing. My my friend Sarah Kuntz just started one. I mean, I meet so many amazing women in this industry who are starting their own venture capital funds. That's a really big difference from even just five years ago. So, but I still think that that remains to be the number one challenge in. I think more of the ideology of women, and this is going to get really deep, but let me go there. I do not think, and I include myself in this, I don't think the average woman who's about to go into entrepreneurship knows all the various options that are out there when it comes to financing. They are intimidated, and I definitely include this, include myself in this, they're intimidated by the idea of having to go get funding because of all the terrible stories that we've read over the years. And so I think that one of the biggest challenges is to talk more about money. I think like the more people out there can talk honestly about money with one another, with their friends, their families, other people who are doing similar things, I think then the taboo of everything that surrounds money and entrepreneurship and investing. Do I use my own money? Do I go out for investment? Do I just go to the bank and get a line of credit? Like, I don't think that women have traditionally been taught to know about money. And that money is freedom. Like at the end of the day, money is freedom. And so as an entrepreneur, you really need to research your options and you need to make smart choices. You just have to do it. But the biggest hurdle is going to be access to cash. And so you really need to come up with a game plan there. I mean, not everyone has retirement savings. Not everyone has friends or family with money. Not everyone has, they're from a small town in the Midwest. They've never been to San Francisco. The idea of even going there to create a deck about their company, to start to reach out to companies and to go speak to them, like all of this is so intimidating. But I think the more that we can talk openly about it, women will begin to realize how much capital is actually out there, even if it is walking into your local bank and getting a loan from them. But I honestly think not not enough entrepreneurs, I work with small businesses every day, so many of them have never even thought of going to get a loan. Like it, it's mind boggling to me. I think that there's this mystique of like not wanting to ask for help yeah. and being embarrassed by having to ask for help because it, in most people's minds, being a successful business is having everything perfect. You have employees, you have a parking space, you have an <laughs> office. I mean, but yes. it's like- That's not, people don't even have offices these days. Like, there are no rules. You create your own rules when you're an entrepreneur. So get out there, figure out how to get money, and do the thing that you need to do. I'm very empowered right now. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so true, though, because when we were at Unique Markets doing the load-in, the f- I walked in and, you know, there's 150 vendors and I don't know what I'm doing because the first time we're doing this large pop-up. I walk in, first person I see in her jumpsuit, Sonia, and she's doing a walkthrough of all the things that these like giant pipe and drape curtains had all fallen over from the wind. And guess who's right there? And that's another teaching moment for me because I just saw, oh, no, she's in the trenches with us. Like in my mind, I'm thinking she's the CEO. It's like she's the boss. Like she's not here on load in day, like making sure that, you know, the backdrop is hanging up properly. No, but she was there. And that's the things that we don't know. And we don't think is what's happening. You know, that the 
woman herself, Sonia, is there like picking things up off the floor. I love to how make she sure. puts me on like such a pedestal. <laughs> so funny. No, I, I just, I, those are the things I, I notice. And I think those are the things of being a mentor that are not just like in, so in your face, like this is what it is. But for me, as someone that's learning this world, those are the things that are meaningful to me. They say so much more than just, oh, you picking up things on the floor. It's to me, it's like, oh, this is what it is to be an entrepreneur. It's like, and which is what I love because I love being right there in the trenches. Like, I don't want to stand back and watch someone else do it. And, and that's what I love watching you. So one thing that I would love to know is what does a good mentee mentor relationship look like? And honestly, what do you need? What do I need? <laughs> wow, this is really deep. I don't, gosh, I have to think about this for a second. I think for me, deep down, what I need and have needed is, you know, they just, they say you, you can't be what you can't see. And it's, it's so cliche and everyone talks about it, but it is so real to me. I need to see these women that I look up to and that I hope to be one day in the flesh, like be able to talk to them. And that's why what we have is so powerful because I'm able to see that you're a real person. You're not just this thing that I see, like just, you know, on Instagram looking like a boss, like I see that you're a real person, that you've created this company from the ground up. And and other women like Michelle Lee that have been so amazing to reach out. And even like Sophia, she she will tweet me and I'm just like, what? They're real people, you know? And and that's kind of what I think I want to break down these walls of, you know, this hierarchy of people. It's like, no, 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 no. We're all the same. We're all trying to get somewhere. We're all trying to, you know, we all believe in something. And so I think for me, I just, I needed to see it and I needed to interact with it. And, and that's what this has been for me. It is really powerful. And I think that's why, like, the whole, like, you know, mentorship thing is so powerful because you just see that, oh, I look at you and I'm like, I can do this. I can be 10 years from now. And then hopefully I'll be with the next person who I'm like, I've had this company for 10 years and I'm still doing it. And my mentor had hers for now 20 years. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Yes. 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 I love that so much. And I think, yeah, beyond that, just someone saying that you can do it, I think is so powerful it just sounds so simple but if you just tell someone like no no you can do this like you should do it and you are doing it just do it and I think that is something that you said at our first meeting that I was like oh oh I guess I guess so I guess I can do this and take it bigger than what I had thought it was going to be yeah I think it's it's really powerful for someone to look at you and just say no like you're the girl to do this and I've had a couple of women that have said that to me because I, I think I'm just, I look outside of myself and I'm like, it couldn't be me. Like, I, I don't know why I always do that. I look to, can't, it couldn't be me. It has to be someone else that is going to do these amazing things. And when someone actually looks at you and says, no, like, you are the girl to do this. It's always been you. That is so life-changing. And I hope that I can give that to someone else by saying, no, 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 no. These ideas that you keep telling me, you're the one to do them, not anybody else. You are. You're doing that right now. Yes. Yes, here we are. That's literally what you're doing right now. Yeah, it's really cool. So, Sonia, my last question for you is, what does it feel like to be here having this conversation as a mentor and a friend and someone that is really 
kind of em- empowered me and, and empowered so many people over your journey as an entrepreneur? My gosh, that's such a good question. And th- it's funny, as you were asking it, the very first word that flashed into my mind was undefinable. <gasps> that is so strange. Like, wow. That's literally what was... I have chills. I know. I know. <laughs> I because I like it's so many things, right? It's undefinable. It's it's amazing. It makes me feel so good. It makes me really really proud. It makes me feel like I can be okay with saying like I'm tired because I've done a good <laughs> job. And it also makes me really excited because this is the thing. Everyone in this room can feel the energy. And like Ali has this amazing energy. We have this amazing relationship and presence together. And I think it really is just a testament to like, again, like what it's like when you empower others and you dedicate yourself to something that you're truly passionate about. And I think that's a, a really good kind of interesting conversation because for far too long, I worked for other people, and I was very good at my job, but I didn't love it. And I, I knew that I wasn't super passionate about it, but it was a paycheck. And I think so many people out there listening to this now are probably experiencing the same thing. They're really good at their jobs, but like they don't love it. And it's hard when you're in that position because you're like, I don't know, like, but I don't know what I love. And sometimes you have to give yourself the permission to just try different things and explore and be curious, but it's hard to do that. And so the whole exploration of entrepreneurship is really scary for so many people. And I'm including myself. It's not like I wasn't scared. But then you get to this point where you get to actually talk to people who admire what you do and and think that what you have to say is valuable. And that is like unbelievable. It's undefinable. It's like this feeling that's just so amazing. You can't even describe it. It's just like, that's what keeps me going. So bumper stickers. You got to create some bumper stickers, girl. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I'm down. You know I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) Sonia, Ali, thank you so much. This has been so invigorating. I think listening to the two of you and hearing about your relationship just fills me with a lot of hope about what happens next and how we can all stand together. You guys, thank you. It's been such a privilege to get to be part of your amazing relationship for just a little while. Thank you for having us. (laughs) This is so great. Definitely fangirling right now. I hope you enjoyed this conversation between Sonia Rasula and Ali Maki as much as I did. We're so proud to be able to work with Tresemme to bring you these incredible episodes about female mentorship. At Girlboss, we really do believe in the power of women connecting with and supporting each other. And for more than 70 years, Tresemme has been helping women express themselves confidently as they make their mark on the world. But we understand that confidence really only gets you so far in a broken system. We can't fix everything at once, but one of the things that we can do is to support one another on our journeys. And that's why we hope that with mentor memos, we can provide just a little bit of inspiration and know-how for you as you go about establishing your own powerful mentor relationships. And if you like what we're doing on the show, be sure to tune into the next episode to hear more stories of amazing mentorship. And of course, be sure to rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe so you don't miss out on any episodes. That's it for now. Talk to you next week.